In this Tips for Travelers podcast, we take a look at the best online destination for destinations. Hello, I'm Gary Bembridge, and this is Tips for Travelers, the global travel destinations podcast. These are my travel reviews, advice, and recommendations based on first-hand experiences I gain from the two to three times a month I travel all over the world. You can find out more at tipsfortravelers.com. That's all one word, and travelers is spelled the UK way with two L's. That's tipsfortravelers.com or at mytravelreviews.com. So let's get on with this week's podcast. This week on Tips for Travellers, we're going to look at what I think is the best online destination if you're looking to go to a destination, whether it be within your own country or internationally. And there is a site that I really believe is, without a shadow of a doubt, miles above everything else that you can actually possibly find. If you have a better idea or a bit of view, I'd love to hear about it. And you can drop me an email at gary at mytravelreviews.co.uk. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to tell you about the site that I think is the best site to use. I would strongly recommend you use it when you're researching or deciding when to go to next, both in terms of planning what to do, where to stay, how to get there, etc. But I'm also going to tell you a little bit about what are the most used sites. What are the sites, the top 10 sites that are used by travelers more than any other. So this is the top 10 ranking of sites. And also uh, what some independent people have rated as their top 20 sites, which is going to be different to the one that I recommend. So what is the site? What is this magical site? Well, before I do that, let me tell you that eMarketer, which is a aggregation service that looks at what people are doing online, reports that already in 2005 some $68 billion dollars of travel bookings was done online in the US alone and they're expecting that to double and that they reckon it's going to count between 30 and 40 percent of all travel spending by 2010 and it's basically what they say is driving the growth at the moment is around things like hotel companies airline companies car rental companies increasingly using deals online pricing packaging etc to get more share of the business because it obviously helps reduce things like people call centers, etc. And they actually recommend that probably about 56% of all booking in the US is from supplier websites now versus kind of agency websites. So individual suppliers are increasingly providing more and more services, which actually makes it more and more difficult as you go out booking instead of going to kind of an aggregation site like an Expedia or a Travelocity or something like that. You having to increasingly kind of go around different hotels and things. That makes it much more challenging. And that's why I really like the site that I'm going to recommend as the absolute best site to go to. It's a site called TripAdvisor, and that's tripadvisor.com, T-R-I-P-A-D-V-I-S-O-R.com. And their little slogan is, get the truth, then go. And TripAdvisor claims to be the leading global travel information and advice destination. They claim to have something like 2.9 million, closer to 3 million, unbiased reviews and opinions, which are supplied by 
readers to the site. It covers now some 200,000 or more hotels and attractions, because they don't just do hotels, they also do, will get people to rate various attractions. And something like 18 million unique monthly visitors worldwide. So that's a huge lot of people every month. More than 18 million different people go there. Now, TripAdvisor has advice from real travelers. So it's a bit like this podcast. It's real travelers with real advice. And what it does is once you've actually found where you want to go, they have partners. And so it's very easy to then get prices on the places that you go through Expedia, Orbits, whatever. And what they do is is um, they provide kind of an aggregation service. And the way that they make their money is they they get paid if people click through to various things. And they also get paid, um, obviously, a commission if, if people book. Now, TripAdvisor is actually owned partly by Expedia, which I, I didn't know before. So that was that was kind of quite interesting. Now, in terms of TripAdvisor itself, it is it is a great site. It really is a great site. And what the site does is it mostly focuses around reviews, as I said. And if you go to the homepage at TripAdvisor.com, you'll see a whole bunch of stuff which focuses around kind of popular destinations. They have a forum where people can go and post questions, etc. But the most powerful thing to do is when planning to go where you want to go. So if, for example, at the moment we're planning a short break to Nice in the French Riviera in France, what you do is if you go to the site and you then type in Nice or, or whatever, you then go there and it will give you a ranking of the, the, the best ranked and best rated hotels. Then uh, they show you on, on the site the top 10 hotels from the hotel which is rated the best uh, and and all the way down and it just has piles of reviews and what also is great is in addition to the sort of the links to the sites etc you can go and see the hotel or the official um, publicity photos you see real photos that people have taken themselves and I find those much more helpful now once you've found a hotel that you like What's also great is underneath all of that, they will also show you the, the best attractions in the area to go look at. So you can sort of have a look around. So, for example, when we're looking at Nice, we could see kind of what's to do in Nice. Is there a lot to do? Are there things that interest us? And also how people rate them. Now, once you've chosen the hotel based on all the various views and you get good and bad and you get a sense of, of by, as you read the reviews, you know, does this sound like the kind of thing that would bug us or does this sound like the kind of thing that we like to do? But once you decide on the hotel, they have a little thing which tells you roughly what the best deal is at the moment. You click on this button and it brings up a separate pop-up and it enables you to put in the dates you want to go and a list of partners which could include, for example, Expedia, um, Hotel.com, Travelocity and different partners and things. You click on that and it will bring up the best prices, say, on Expedia. You click it up and it will bring up the best prices on Travelocity. You click the next one, it brings up the best price on Hotel.com or whatever. So you can also get a sense of what rooms are available, what deals are available. And you can just quite simply then book. So you only put in, in you know one set of details and it's searched across a number of different sites. It really is very, very much worth taking a look at. So that's tripadvisor.com and they do all kind of rankings in there and it's just an incredible resource center and I think nothing comes close to it because they have, as I said, something like 3 million reviews, which is which is pretty impressive. And that is something really worth taking a look at. Now, if you actually want to know what people are actually doing online, so there's a company called Alexa, which is A-L-E-X-A, and at their site, alexa.com, they give you the top 500 global sites, and then by different categories, what the top 10 sites are. And what's interesting is taking a look at what people are actually doing uh, when they're looking for travel. And the, the number one site that people are using is Expedia.com. 
That is the number one site by a long way. The second site is Orbitz, which many of you in the US will be familiar with, which is a site which is pretty good if you're looking for flights and, and they offer kind of other stuff as well. There's Because the actual grouping they have through Alexa is called Recreation, there's, there's two sites which are not actual travel sites, and one of them is at number three. The fourth most used site globally is Travelocity, so that's Expedia, Orbitz, Travelocity. The fifth is Southwest, and actually the sixth most used site is TripAdvisor, the one that I've recommended. Now, TripAdvisor, um, you would expect that to be kind of at number six when they're claiming they have, what was it, 18 million unique users globally. So it gives you a sense of how many people must be using Expedia, Orbitz, and Travelocity. At number seven is another site, which is not a travel site. At eight is American Airlines. At nine is CheapTickets.com. Now, I've never really used CheapTickets.com, so I don't know whether that's a good site or not, but based on the fact it's the ninth most used travel site, I'm guessing it's pretty popular and pretty reliable. And number 10 is Priceline.com, a site which is the one which started off, you know, where you kind of put, you said, I want to go to Houston from Dallas or wherever you're going from and you'd put in what price you were prepared to pay and then within an hour or something people come back and accept it or not accept it as, as the case may be and they've moved into kind of being more of just a normal travel site it's not a site that I've been particularly keen on myself because I tend to prefer to decide exactly what time of the day I go and that kind of stuff but Priceline has its real big fans so just to remind you what people are actually using because I always think it's interesting to go and find out what people are using and using them because often they're people use them for good reasons so that's Expedia, Orbitz, Travelocity, Southwest.com, TripAdvisor, American Airlines, Cheap Tickets and Priceline.com. Now if you're actually thinking about which are the best sites now there's another company which is called NetTop20 and they rank based on a more subjective basis what do they think the best sites are so they look at what are the most popular sites but they also then look at the rating for the sites and so this gives overlays kind of um, uh, things like usability um, quality that kind of stuff and they come up their top 10 are quite interesting they actually have Travelocity as number one as they see that as the most user-friendly site now Travelocity is an interesting site I have a bit of love-hate relationship with it I use it sometimes and like it sometimes and and often default back into Expedia but Travelocity has tried to start to build reviews but it has very few so often hotels only have three or four reviews their second site is Fodors F-O-D-O-R-S which is a pretty comprehensive site with a lot of good destination information and is often worth looking at and photos obviously are better known for their books at three they have Expedia at four Yahoo Travel which I uh, know has recently been kind of revamped and is probably much better than it used to be but not a site that I use a lot five is Lonely Planet, Lonely Planet Online which again is the website that supports the guidebooks and they're particularly good for backpackers or people looking for kind of more not alternative is the wrong word but probably more a cost-effective kind of travel, perhaps a bit more experimental, and so Lonely Planet is, is is a pretty good site. And they also have a podcast, which is which is okay. It's pretty good and getting better all the time. Six is Discovery.com Travel. Seven About.com Travel. I'm not a big fan of the About.com site because often it has lots of pop-ups and kind of things. Eight CNN Travel.com and Nine Excite Travel. So you see a slightly different thing here where they've kind of overlaid much more in terms of what they think about quality of information. So you see why things like Fodor's, Lonely Planet, CNN.com, NewYorkTimesTravel.com, they tend to do better because they have pretty good content. So just to remind you, and I'll have lots of links on the site, what we've been looking at is what are the best sites online 
as a destination to find out about destinations. The site that I strongly recommend you take a look at is tripadvisor.com. They have, what do we say, something like 3 million different reviews, lots of photographs, and really well worth taking a look at. You've been listening to Tips for Travellers, the global travel destination podcast with Gary Bembridge. To find out more, visit the Tips for Travellers website at tipsfortravellers.com. That's all one word and spelt the UK way with two L's. That's tipsfortravellers.com or mytravelreviews.com. There you'll find contact details, links and much, much more. If you want to subscribe to the podcast, search on iTunes or Yahoo Podcasts for Tips for Travellers.